Hello, and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. What's up, team? As a quick update, the ADHD Essentials online parent coaching groups are getting pushed back a little bit. I will have a firm date for you on the other side of the holidays, but my family got hit by COVID and my dad has some lingering cancer stuff that we need to deal with. So I've had some things come up unexpectedly that are going to delay my ability to start those parent groups. I'm grateful that I have the flexibility to do that. And I just wanted to communicate clearly with those of you who are still looking to sign up. If you have already spoken to me, I will of course be reaching out directly to communicate with you around when the groups will be starting and whether or not the timing still works for you. Of course, check out the other members of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network, ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers, Hacking Your ADHD with Will Curb, and ADHD Diversified with MJ. And if you want to support this show, a great way to do so is to provide a rating and review in your podcast player of choice. It really helps others find the show by boosting us up on that algorithm. Welcome to the show. Today, I want to talk about masking because I keep seeing it come up and I don't necessarily agree with everything that's being said. First off, what is masking? Masking is artificially performing those social behaviors that are deemed to be more societally acceptable by neurotypical standards or hiding behavior that might be viewed as socially unacceptable. Masking blends camouflaging and compensation techniques where a person works to control their neurodiverse impulses in order to act more neurotypical. So they might rehearse answers to questions, they might rehearse conversations, they might mimic other people's behavior, they might downplay or hide their interests or the passion that they have for their interests, they might try to hide or disguise stimming behaviors, They might be hiding their feelings or their mood. They may imitate social expressions. Someone who is masking might try to act normal. They may bottle up their anxiety, their thoughts, or their stims. They might try to focus on a conversation but zone out and then try to make it look like they weren't zoned out even though they are. They might even be trying to avoid going nonverbal because they're just overwhelmed by whatever is happening. Masking is most commonly associated with autism spectrum disorder, but all neurodiverse people mask, including folks with ADHD. Masking involves suppressing certain parts of ourselves in order to perform more societally acceptable behaviors. There's short-term and long-term consequences for this. Those consequences might include exhaustion, negative mental health effects, even a deterioration of one's sense of self. But there's other consequences that can also occur because of masking. And those can include improved relationships, better grades, good performance reviews at work, and more friends. I think we're having all or nothing thinking around masking. 
And I think our lens on masking needs to be more nuanced than it is. Yes, there is toxic masking. You can mask to such a degree that you're losing your sense of self, that you're causing intense stress and anxiety for yourself to your own detriment. And that's not healthy and we shouldn't be doing it. But that doesn't mean that we should eliminate masking as an option completely. Masking is a useful tool to have in your toolbox because it's so ingrained in social acceptance and social behavior. People might mask to avoid social stigma. They might want to avoid negative social consequences like being bullied or getting in trouble. They might try to increase social connections in pursuit of friendships and acceptance. That's okay. Those are okay reasons to mask. But we have to know if we're masking in order to try to make friends, once we get to know these people, we have to start showing them who we really are as appropriate and see if they still accept us. We have to take that risk. I think sometimes the fight against masking is as much a defense mechanism as anything else. I keep finding people on Twitter, on Instagram, who are yelling and screaming at people because they're teaching folks how to develop a more robust social skills toolbox or a more effective way to interact with neurotypical folks. And there's a lot of neurodiverse folks who are shooting themselves in the foot saying, how dare you tell me I should mask? That expert is not telling you to mask. Society is telling you to mask. Masking is meeting cultural norms and meeting cultural expectations. That's what masking is about. And we can absolutely decide as an individual that we are not going to mask ever. As long as we're willing to suffer the consequences of that, which could include unemployment, it could include divorce, it could include abandonment by your friends. It depends on how significant your neurodiverse challenges are and how much they play out in your social skills. I really think it's important that we pay attention to our personal needs and our personal wants and our desire for change. If you exclude yourself from society because you refuse to mask, you're not going to change society. Sometimes we got to mask to get the changes that we want. One of the things that's the most interesting to me about this debate is how much it breaks down across generational lines. I talk to my Gen X people and they're like, yeah, no, just mask. Just do whatever you need to do. Like suck it up, buttercup. The world does not accept us as our neurodiverse butterflies. Just be a caterpillar and get your stuff done so that you can have a job, have friends, be successful. And then I talk to millennials and downward and they're like, no, we shouldn't have to mask. We should be able to be who we are and live our truest self. And I'm a Xennial. I'm that micro generation between Gen X and Xennial. So I think you're both right. I think that this is more nuanced than we are giving it credit for. I think that there are times when we have to just suck it up and perform. Whether that's performing a mask or performing a task, I don't care. But sometimes you just need to suck it up and perform. And I also think that we should be allowed to be who we are and we should be allowed to express our needs and we should be allowed to express ourselves how we are most comfortable expressing ourselves and that that should be okay too. 
I think both of these things are true. And I'm going to keep working on changing the culture through this podcast, through the workshops that I provide and the trainings that I provide, through the various summits that I'm on, through the trainings that I give to schools, because there's no better way to change the culture than to work with schools, in my opinion. But I also think that as individuals, we need to be willing to change ourselves a bit too. I think we have to be willing to do the things that are going to help us meet with success and help us meet with acceptance so that we can get ourselves in a position where we have enough power to start working on the culture and start reducing the necessity for masking. Because this really boils down to power. The neurotypical folks have the power. The neurodiverse folks don't have as much. So if we want to get acceptance and then power, sometimes we need to mask. And that sucks. I admit it. But also, if we're masking and that's helping us to get stuff done, that's okay. There are times when I'm all by myself and I'm masking and pretending that I'm a neurotypical person so that I can get this podcast recorded or email someone back. Because if I'm resisting my ADHD traits, if I'm resisting the weaknesses that my ADHD brings to me, kind of that's me masking, depending on how we choose to define it. And that's okay, because my ADHD is not the greatest thing in the world. It causes me a lot of problems. And fighting back against it is okay. It's a thing that I do all the time. Sometimes in social situations and sometimes when I'm all by myself. Because if I mask too much, that becomes toxic because I'm not being who I am. But if I don't mask at all, that becomes toxic too. Because then I'm not doing the things that I need to do. And I'm not interacting with people in a way that is respectful of them. I can't just interrupt them mid-story. I can't just wander off because the conversation is boring. Those are not things that are socially acceptable and they're not things that I do because that's bad manners. But also that's masking. It's both at the same time. And so if we take a more nuanced lens on masking and consider that there's a lot of play in the middle, I think we can meet with more success and we can help the larger culture around us, whether it's family and friends or the folks at work or just some random person in the street. We can help them to accept our neurodiversity because some of the rules that they're following are dumb and they know it too. I hope you found my thoughts on masking at least interesting, maybe a little challenging for some of you. Feel free to shoot me an email at brendan at ADHDessentials.com or check me out on Twitter at ADHDessentials or Instagram at ADHDessentials and push back on this if you want to. My thoughts are not done. My opinions are not held strongly. I'm open to learning more. I'm open to changing my lens, but I think we need to add some nuance to this conversation. And with that, have a good day. Hey, you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, ADHDessentials.com.
and visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.